You're listening to the Tuesday Talks podcast, your source of truth in communications, identity management, and technology. We're wrapping up season two of our podcast, which was filled with so many expert guests and some new expert hosts. In this episode, we reflect on some of the hottest topics of the season and close the year out with some trends and predictions for the future of delivering identity in 2023. Welcome to Tuesday Talks, a live discussion series where we bring truth and shed light across the brand identity and communications industry. I'm Rebecca Johnson, founder and CEO of Numerical, and I'll be co-hosting the last episode of the season today with Anise Jaffer, Chief Product Officer at Numerical. Anise, it's the season finale. My, how time has flown this year. Oh my God, that's uh, what a great season it's been. Uh, thanks for... Uh hosting this session, the last one of the season. I think, you know, last year we did a finale and we looked back on how the year went. So I wanted to take some time again uh, to cover what we did during season two. So over the last 17 episodes of season two, all eight hours and 34 minutes of it, we've had eight experts join us in our mission to shed light on emerging topics, debunk the mess, and recommend best practices. We also added a few twists to season two, including nine takeover episodes with three numerical hosts other than Anise and I, and our first outside of the organization host, as well as our first three-person hosted discussion. So we grew to now have our podcast hosted on all major streaming platforms with over 845 plays combined and counting. That is almost 200 more than what we had at the end of season one, which was three episodes even longer. So, you know, the podcast also featured... Uh, was also featured in various commsrisk.com articles, referencing our three-part series of global call authentication domination with Eric Priestklins. And our top episodes reflect the core of our podcast, from the exploration of stir and implementation in global settings, understanding new technologies like authentication and the messaging channel, to investigating and making sense of the ever-changing regulatory landscape to help each of you navigate the communications ecosystem with a better understanding of each of these topics. Anise, I know you've got some thoughts about those stats. Um, I'm just blown away. Uh, I feel like it's officially taken on a life form of its own now. Yeah, and and I'm not uh, surprised at all at those stats, um, given that stress-shaken adoption has been moving forward in the U.S., and the ecosystem is now looking at um, what what happens next, right? Beyond U.S., uh, global standards was one major uh, item. Uh, messaging was the other main topic. Um, with uh, stir shaken again being implemented, we are seeing um, a significant increase in number of uh, phishing attacks and scam and spam texts. Uh, in fact, we were we ourselves got into a uh, SMS-based phishing attack recently. So it's getting... It's still happening. Yeah. It's still happening. <laughs> right, right. So it's getting more and more, uh, it's becoming more and more of a problem. And I do think um, 2023 is going to be, uh, this is going to be a hot button topic. And uh, these stats reflect that. 
So for those who have met, who might have missed those sessions, the call authentication uh, series, the global call authentication series was a three-part uh, series and the episodes were 9, 12 and 14. So if you haven't listened to it or if you missed those sessions, uh, please make sure to check those out. Uh, Piers, uh, who's our resident expert, was joined by Eric and uh, Jim McEachran of Atus uh, on those episodes. Uh, the messaging episode, uh, was episode 15, which Rebecca, you and I participated in, uh, where we talked about uh, 10 DLC, SMS, rich call, um, RCS, and Google verified messages. So that that's uh, that was a topic for episode 15. Um, so if you haven't listened and to I it, think, I think on that, the, the global call authentication one, what was also different for Tuesday Talks is very strong, qualified different opinions uh, on global call authentication. So I, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, I definitely want to have more podcasts like that where we bring truly subject matter experts that view the same problem in different ways. But I, I really enjoyed those guests because they were also very respectful of each other. I think they also learned a little bit <laughs> from each other when challenged. And I think we're going to see definitely more of just those conversations in general in the industry of some strong stances um, and rightly so to be defended or fought for, but also at the same time, a willingness to listen and learn from the other side of the table. So that's, I think that to me is probably why a lot of people listened to that particular one, they could probably see where they stood on both sides mm -hmm. uh, and learned a lot and hopefully took that back and integrated into their business decisions. Right, absolutely. The perspective of, uh, you know, uh, two different experts looking at the same problem in a different, you know, uh, way, which, which helped. And I do think uh, for 2023, we should be um, having a few more sessions in that, in that um, from that perspective, bringing in, uh, different ideas and thoughts on, on some of the solutions that, that we are talking about. Um, now, let's talk about what we can look forward to in 2023. What are your predictions for uh, communications in 2023? So I've got several categories of how I put these predictions into buckets. And I think for you and I, let's go through each of them. Uh, but the first one is there's an element of awareness that I expect in 2023 on some topics. We will see solutions covering a lot of things that we discussed in 2022. I expect solutions in 2023. There's also a regulatory element. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's gonna happen every year. So yeah, that's a gimme. Um, but there are certain things that we're gonna see under the regulatory side. And then I do think enforcement plays a role. Um, it started to really occur this year on the enforcement side. Uh, in communications, so I think it's going to be stronger and it's going to go from federal to state AGs as well. So going to that first bucket, when I think about what's the awareness that the industry will come into in 2023, and I think that first one is messaging challenges. And that awareness, I expect it to be with the FCC, I expect it to be with the carriers, and absolutely with the enterprises. There are, well, there's fraud that's rampant, Numerical is continues to be a victim of the phishing scams uh, that are going on. And I don't 
you know, I'm hearing more and more from other business owners that they are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So the problem has always been there, but awareness of it all the way up to the FCC level and, and the enterprises, I think it's going to become more prevalent. Right. And I think uh, related to that is the um, issue with enterprises not being able to also make send out messages, right? So with uh, with messages being throttled and blocked, that is another um, area that's kind of related while there is a there is an increase in spam messages and phishing attacks. On the flip side, enterprises are also having challenges pushing getting their campaigns registered and updated for uh, so that they get the throughput that they are looking for. So we did uh, talk to several of our clients who use messaging um, for communicating with their end users and are not having trouble. So that I think um, getting awareness into that space is, is, is I think in 2023, there's going to be a lot more talk and a lot more um, enterprises and brands that are looking for that solution. So awareness is going to be critical. Yeah. I think what we need to do in 2023 is be a little bit more deliberate in the awareness and bringing multiple voices together and really mapping out what the challenges are and collaborate with the stakeholders in the ecosystem. I mean, we have to have learned our lesson at this point that solving these problems in a little silo within the carrier infrastructure is always going to create problems but they're further down the line. Now, it isn't a problem for the company that pops up and makes a ton of money off of solving this little problem, but it's not being done with all the stakeholders at the table. So mm -hmm. we've, I, I'm hoping for, and I hope that we'll have podcasts talking about that progress um, in 2023. I think the next thing on awareness, again, I think I'm gonna push it back up to the FCC on what they become aware of, but number cycling, Okay, number cycling is going to continue to increase and continue to push the industry and regulators to the conclusion that phone number is not a good proxy for identity. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Uh, moving and rotating numbers is a strategy to avoid fraud and spam labeling, which is a result of not a very good process for registration or the acceptance and understanding of a verified identity with numbers. So it's just a symptom of all these other problems um, but I think there will be awareness around that, which brings me to the third element of awareness for next year, identity. <laughs> I think this is absolutely, if we didn't end the year aware of identity and the impacts of it with Twitter, um, then we somehow are sleeping. Uh, so identity, specifically verified identity, is going to be a topic. Numerical's been talking about it for a very long time. I think we're going to see a lot more companies talking about it. Businesses are aware, though, and will continue to be more aware of the impacts of identity or lack thereof in communications. That's what we're going to see for the voice channel. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on additional awareness around that. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, add in a comment on the identity part of it as it relates to especially Twitter. Um, so when we spoke a couple of weeks back, um, there, the issue with the blue check mark was a, was a major topic. And I noticed today, in fact, that they have uh, certain profiles with uh, with a yellow check mark, uh, and it mm -hmm. says verified identity. So, have to dig a little bit deeper into what that means. Uh, but seems like Twitter is already um, figuring out or trying to address the situation where uh, you cannot just issue identity for uh, uh, based on taking a payment, right? So there has to be some kind of checks. 
so that's on the identity part on number cycling uh, we are we are already seeing that happen um, with uh, I mean there are providers out there who are specifically um, selling clients or customers that they can look at their number rating or how they how the numbers come across when you make phone calls and and use that as a way tool to to cycle numbers now we don't think that it's uh, it's the right way to go uh, and solve this problem but there are pro uh, businesses that are out there who are already doing that and and the branded calling which is kind of related um, is is also um, is also kind of um, accelerating it if uh, if providers branded calling providers are are going to uh, enable calls getting through if they if there is a logo or name then what happens to all the businesses that don't want to push their name or logo, right? There are calls that are that certainly do not fit into that category. Now, if uh, if they are being forced to do that, then they are going to cycle numbers, which I think is kind of interrelated. Um, so I think we we do have to highlight this, and I see twenty twenty three we should have topics where we talk about this uh, sessions where we talk about this. Which kind of brings me to the solutions uh, section. Although awareness on identity and, as you mentioned, some of the branding uh, will occur, also at the same time, there will be solutions that are progressing these concepts forward. Uh, specifically to branded calling, what we should expect is a branded calling solution that can actually be trusted, it can be verified, not spoofed, and will be vendor agnostic. I do not expect enterprises to be beholden to a single solution mm -hmm. to reach a carrier. Uh, there should be options available. It's time, like enough already. <laughs> it's like, let's get some real solutions. Um, no vaporware, no uh, silly little press releases talking about things like real concrete solutions that an enterprise can leverage to deliver trusted communications to its customers. Right. And it has to happen. Yes. And the good thing is the standard is already there. It has been, yes. um, you know, as an extension to Store Shaken, um, the ATIS body um, has published standards where RCD passports can be enabled. Um, what we need is a, is a standard way of getting those uh, sets pushed and adopted by carriers so that they are accepted. Today, Branded calling is siloed. Where if you have to push standard, uh, push branded calling to AT and T, you need to work with the provider. If it's a T-Mobile, somebody else, and if it's Verizon, somebody else. So um, rather than having siloed solutions, having a single um, standard way of pushing that information is what's needed. And I think twenty twenty three is probably going to shift. And I think um, you know we are involved in a couple of projects that would help us get there. Yep. And speaking of standards, identity is definitely a standard already. Uh, it's just not into the telecom space. So identity will be a solution. And I'm talking about identities of enterprises. There are identities for consumers, individuals, where this has been adopted in other countries for your digital identity. Uh, the vetting's covered. It does age verification. Um, there's a lot of great protections with that. Uh, but specifically to the telecom industry, uh, I think we're going to see the identity for the enterprise uh, occur next year. Numericals have been preparing for this. I mean, this is something we've been preparing for for many years uh, with our entity identity management platform for that very concept. 
So one of the other things I do predict, though, is lots and lots of confusion. So unfortunately, in the market, um, there are players with no experience or a background are just going to pop up and grab market share and control. So the solution for identity must be standards-based to keep monopolies away, to keep transparency, and with standards, you have an expectation of those who are going to participate in the acceptance of an identity, the delivery of an identity, and the creation of an identity. You cannot do that in one central controlled manner. It must be standards-based. So that's going to be really exciting, and that's game-changer for branded calling, branded messaging, branded emails, branded mm-hmm. community, any of that stuff. That is paramount to the success of those other channels. Right. So the identity part of um, uh, the the solution, it, it it's easily confused um, by several organizations that, you know, they equate telephone number to identity, which is not really uh, what we want. Um, telephone number could be associated with an identity, but the core identity has to be something that's uh, that's outside the framework. And I think building some standards towards that is going to help. And I, we are already seeing some developments over there. So looking forward to having some conversations on that as that progress. So as we move to the next category, everyone's favorite, regulatory, <laughs> on what those predictions will be, um, keeping on the line of identity. You know, identity does not exist um, in telecom, but it does exist in regulations, both domestically and internationally. So I feel like this is the year either the FCC acknowledges that verified identities exist, that other regulatory sectors have adopted. I mean, this is critical for banking. This is critical for uh, combating fraud. It's used on uh, shipping, imports and exports. It's, it's, it's already there. There is this concept of identity and its use uh, has already been tested out. So this isn't going to be like the FCC is going into uncharted territories. Um, there's a lot of great examples um, on how you integrate identity in with rulemaking. So I, th- I think we should at least see something for the FCC on that. And NOI would be awesome um, if that was at least there to explore it. Um, so it really what it comes down to is, is that if the concept of verified identity is injected into the voice pathway for delivery at termination, and you can expect to meet the expectations, all of this will meet the expectations of Congress under the Trace Act, which was all about authenticated caller identification framework. I don't know how you have this framework if you don't include identity with <laughs> that spelled out. So... Um, I, I think it, I think it would be a win, honestly, a win for Congress if that got added in as well, um, addressing identity and bringing trust to communications for consumers. It's not a bad thing at all. Do you, do you think there would be some kind of framework that gets, um, I don't want to say mandated, but um, that the industry um, would be asked to adopt? What's your opinion on that? I don't know if I'd use the word framework, but um, we have at least done some research in, uh, on Glyph, uh, which is a globally accepted, that's the G is in there, global uh, legal entity identifier. Um, and there are standards, so they've at least uh, established that as a standard. So I think if we integrate the Star Shaken standards to adopt the identity standards, 
um, then that that I think is a win. As far as a framework, I don't I don't have an answer for that just yet. I think we have to see where the standards, if they can work together and there's adoption on it. From there, you can get a framework. Um, and that to me, when I think of framework, it's that end to end of leveraging all the standards together. What is the framework that it operates in? So yeah, we'll see. yeah. And, it's a uh, lot of work. Yep, and a quick uh, shout out to Randy, uh, who just mentioned that the uh, check mark on Twitter that I saw was the golden check mark, which is for organizational identity. So, so thanks, Randy. No way, Anise. <laughs> Are you telling me that there is a concept for verified identity for entities? <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Wow, <laughs> Twitter. That is amazing. <laughs> just took a billionaire to figure it out. <laughs> Okay, whatever. He'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's more on the regulatory side. Um, yeah, I think we're all very aware of the texting. <laughs> there is a, you know, that notice for proposed rulemaking from the FCC. So we're going to close out 2022 with comments and reply comments to that NPRM and enter 2023 with uncertainty as to whether rulemaking will occur or not. Um, this one has just been... On the sidelines, I find it fascinating, uh, at least on the regulatory side, because texting is so complex. With voice, you're like, oh, I got it, you know, IP infrastructure, non-IP infrastructure. We'll just pass rules on both, right? It's like kind of simple. But texting is a wild, wild west. <laughs> and, and where does a text uh, enter within the realms of the FCC's authority and where does it fit outside the FCC's authority. So I think I think the FCC has to reconcile that first before they can do any rulemaking. Um, I will say, you know, short codes, it's not the best process. I think we can all complain about registration process, how slow it is. Um, again, it has carriers have control, but I understand it's their network. You want to deliver communication onto their network, got to play by the rules. I get all that stuff. Uh, so what I would like for a prediction is that the providers of the messaging registration that exists today, uh, listen to the enterprises and improve your processes. There is room for improvement. Um, I would love to have a seat at the table and give feedback on that. I could probably bring a whole bunch of people to the seat at the table and really talk about, okay, we like your short code and we like your 10 DLC, but those who are regulating the registration are literally, utterly destroying it. And if we don't, this is a warning, if we don't fix it, then the other prediction for next year is people start finding a whole new way to communicate. Bye-bye mm -hmm. 10 DLC, bye-bye short code, don't need it. Businesses will find a way to communicate. So that's, that's my warning on that one. Any thoughts before I move on to that last regulatory item? Um, one, it's not a thought, it's, a, it's an observation, I would say. Uh, I do see more uh, spam messages on... 10 DLC numbers versus short code. So um, yes. you are more familiar with that space, um, but I do think, you know, that I don't know what the difference is in terms of um, how the, the uh, numbers are used by enterprises, but at least so far, uh, an observation is short codes seem to have less of a problem compared to 10 DLC. Correct. I've never had a short code where if I didn't uh, text stop that that wasn't honored. Right. And uh, now I do get to, like, once you own a company, let me just, once you own a company and you ever say that you're looking for funding, get ready for your cell phone to be flooded. 
So I, I can't be like, oh, these are bad guys. No, if I probably wanted to get money from these groups, I could probably get money and be legit. Um, but uh, I do get a lot of that. I would put that under that spam category somewhere I signed up. I know I did. Signed up somewhere to fill out some information and clicked opt-in and uh, my data got sold. So that's a different kind of problem. But on the 10 DLC side, that's absolutely where the phishing scams are going after um, my, our employees. And we can't stop it. There's nothing I can do to stop it. So it's got to be frustrating for consumers, especially if they're losing money on that. It's just egregious. Um, so, But the last thing on the regulatory side, I think there will be increasing pressure on originating and intermediate service providers to demonstrate that they're performing effective KYC. It's not going away, folks. We're going to continue to hear about Know Your Customer. Uh, so this is an area, though, it's a regulatory pressure, the industry could react and respond by establishing some standards and do some self-regulation. So there's opportunities in 2023 to prevent that from going to a mandate if the industry responds with some actual standards. So be on the lookout for that kind of activity as well. All right. And the last, er last area, just one item, is enforcement. Mm. <laughs> If you haven't already seen those press releases from the FCC, uh, the hammer's coming down and the hammer's coming down hard. So there is a lot of lessons being made. Uh, we should pay attention to the enforcement, not only from the FCC, but from the FTC and the state AGs. Um, I think they too are saying, you know, here's the reality. Sir Shaken, we had the, the deadline. I mean, the standard's been worked on for a very long time. It was positioned to Congress to be the thing to save the day. I didn't do that, but someone did. <laughs> and Congress goes, wonderful. I will establish a trace act, and I will give the FCC the authority to require this color authentication identification framework that will stop all the robocalls. Newsflash, Anise. It's 2022. We're at the end of it. Sorry, in 2023. Problem's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. So... What are we left to do? We got all these rules that were made. Well, now there's some ability for the enforcement to come in and go, all right, fine. Let's go after webocall mitigation database. People who are not responding to our requests, there will be enforcement. For those who are servicing traffic from people who are not on or entities not on the robocall mitigation database, there's going to be enforcement. If you are not implementing a good KYC and you happen to be a part of delivering a bunch of fraudulent robocalls, there will be enforcement. This is just going to be hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. So... You know, being aware of that means you should be looking at how do you stay out of that space. If you're a legit legal in business, you've got to be looking at what are you doing to ensure that you are not being made aware of a bad guy by a federal regulator. Mm -hmm. You should know that first, and you should shut it down. So those are my thoughts on the enforcement. All right. Do you think there's going to be um, an expansion to what the uh, traceback group does at this point and then consequently feeds that into enforcement an expansion of i didn't hear that uh the traceback groups charter hmm I don't that know. one's an interesting way i don't know I'm, I'm not <laughs> suggesting it I'm, I'm not suggesting i'm just throwing it there um i don't know it, it there could be if anything if i thought expansion my thoughts would be that it would go um outside of voice and perhaps do messaging trace back yeah i i would uh i would agree with that yeah yeah 
and you know this would be an interesting exercise that when we do the closeout for 2023 we can go back and look at all these predictions and then see what it is i'll hold you honest on this yeah yeah <laughs> so i see that we do have one question um and i, and I like this one because this is kind of where my mind goes so if the progression has been voice to sfs mms short code deal 10 dlc are there any predictions for over the top communications for enterprises let me tell you something I am already getting calls from some of our clients who are talking about being fed up with the voice, with the messaging, with the short code, and discussing other over-the-top methods. Yep. It's absolutely going to happen. Yep. And they should do that. Because if the industry doesn't listen and respond to like, let me clean up some areas. Let me make using the voice channel simplified for you. Let me make using the messaging channel simplified for you while also protecting it. You don't do that. They'll just find another method. Guess what, Anise? Bad guys are going to go over there too. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> seen, um, like, for example, let's take WhatsApp. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I sometimes I do get these messages, uh, spam WhatsApp messages. And those are sent from um, WhatsApp business accounts. And usually you block it or report it and they will quickly clean it up. But it's already happening on, on you know, from a spam side. On, on the flip side, like I had my Dell computer serviced and the uh, Dell technician um, basically sent a note saying that if we need to communicate with them, you know, there was no voice number to reach out. There was a QR code that I can scan and communicate with them over WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So... So businesses are moving there on one side and also on the other side, spam and uh, the fraud artists are also leveraging it. So it's it's bound to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, the longer this problem persists in voice and um, SMS, um, it you know enterprises and spammers are going to move to um, to other areas as well. So it will happen. Yep. Yep. I'll end on this. I see Mr. Adelipa sent us a message and I cannot ignore it. Yes, we are fully aware of press release, which is why I make the comment. Uh, I ain't interested in vaporware. I ain't interested in press releases. I'm interested in actual solutions. So the day that you can actually demonstrate a real solution, I'll listen. I will totally listen. But kudos to, you know, industry players uh, trying to address the problem. Um, not everybody goes to press release. We usually just try to get traction on, on a real viable solution first and then let the solution speak for itself. That's just me as an entrepreneur and a CEO of how I run things. Um, but, you know, at least someone's thinking about it and that is huge. So I appreciate the thoughts and the consideration that continues to bring along vetting, uh, which was part of KYC, which I personally introduced into this whole topic. So huge flattery that is getting picked up in the industry as something truly needed. So let's just keep the charge going in 2023. And yes, there will be some solutions for that. Yep. So we'd like to thank all of you for joining us for today's season two finale. You can stream the past two seasons on all major streaming platforms or check it out on our website. From Numerical's team to yours, we wish you a wonderful holiday season and a successful close of the year. See you in 2023 for Tuesday Talks Season 3. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode and great season of Tuesday Talks, your source of truth in the communications industry. We've had a spectacular second season, and we hope to see you again in the new year for season three. In the meantime, you can catch up on previous episodes from season one and two on our website, or follow us on whichever major streaming platform you tune into for listening on the go. We hope you have a happy holiday and a wonderful new year.